Welcome, everybody, to the Lone Army Podcast. I am Nomadix alongside my co-host, Ronan Briscoe. What's up, everybody? All right, so uh, a, an eventful weekend, uh, to say the least. Big, we're gonna, big first episode we got. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to start with a quick uh, Nashville SC, uh, FC Cincinnati recap. The game played in Nissan Stadium on Saturday night. Uh, and then we're going to shift to Europe for the remainder. I know that we got a lot to talk about over there. We said it was going to be more a lot to talk about. More local, but the news that came out of Europe this weekend was just it, there, it, there's nothing else we can talk about. Yeah, it's, it's as just fans of the game, we just have to. Yeah, this takes precedent, obviously. Yeah. All right, so we're but since you know Nashville, um, we're going to start with them. Uh, uh, obviously, you were there. Uh, I didn't get home from. The UPSL game until about the 65th minute, so obviously you have a better feel of the game. But yeah, just going off like the last 25 minutes and the stats and stuff, like we should have won that game, man. Yeah, and easy. Honestly, it felt like we were gonna score, or Nashville was gonna score four, you know, four or five. It it felt like you're gonna find a breakthrough at least. Uh, Nashville two, Cincinnati two. Uh, goals. I'm I'm absolutely convinced that God does not want. Someone to pick up all three points in this series. We've had four meetings. Guess how many draws? Four. Oh, I mean, if you four. if you don't count the playoff game and a penalty shootout, but yeah. Well, uh, we had uh, Acosta, Luciano Acosta in the eighth minute. Uh, beautiful little uh, little through ball that he was barely uh, he was onside, but it was it was very tight. Uh, kind of lifted over Joe Willis, just couldn't get there in time. And then in the twelfth minute, after VAR. Uh, a penalty was given to Cincinnati. Uh, for, Brenner took it, I think. Yeah, Willis uh, was passed back the ball and then tried to just play with it and ended up sliding and kicking a, a second debut in a second season opener in a row. He probably could have been sent off. Oh, easily, yeah, easily could have gotten last a, year. Last year for the handball at midfield that. Yeah, I don't know how he, he yeah. got yellow carded for it. Yeah, it was yellow, but I don't, I don't. Yeah, Willis gave away a penalty, uh, and Brenner uh, knocked that home. But after that, that was in the twelfth minute when he scored that. But about fifteen minutes, uh, Nashville uh, Nissan kind of got quiet, um, and then Nashville kind of turned it on uh, once they kind of re- once they finally regained their gained their footing. Uh, season opener, so it took them a minute, but. From about 15 minutes on, it was it was all Nashville. Um, in the 20th minute, Leal, and this was this would become a prevalent theme uh, throughout the whole whole game. Leal down the left side, a beautiful. Uh, I don't know if you saw it from the stadium, but uh, I saw it in replays where like you had uh, was it uh, Anibal Godoy cutting through the middle, and he just like uh, Leal making man. a yeah. lazy run, <laughs> like a lazy lazy run to start things. And, and, like, Godoy just, like, literally, like, yells at him, like, dude, get forward. Yeah. He's he's getting at him, and then Leal takes off, and it's a perfect ball by Godoy. It's weighted perfectly. It's It's got the right amount of little curve on it to bring him back in where Leal can hit it first time, and it's a beautiful ball. Um, Easiest and, cut back of Leal's life. And Jonder Cadiz was, was right there uh, waiting on it. Uh, Titan, the Cincinnati goalkeeper, who we will not try to pronounce his first name. Outstanding, um, dude. Outstanding uh, stuff. Yeah, he was he was insane, but he couldn't get this one. Cadiz taps in uh, and cuts the lead in half, and that's that's why we went to halftime. It was 
uh, 2-1 for Cincinnati. And then the second half, uh, really thought Nashville was going to was gonna pull this one out. They, the, uh, we're pulling it up right now. Nashville, 58% possession, uh, 31 shots, 13 were on target. So uh, 11 saves for Titan on Saturday night. Uh, and 3.51 XG. Yeah, we, we and they got two. So, so if you if you don't know what XG is, this expected goals. It's a metric that basically just tries to tell you how many goals you should score in a game. Um, and by that metric, uh, Nashville should have won the game about three or four to two. Really? I mean, I mean, you watch yeah. the game, you get that feeling too. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati, they got their two chances. They took them away. Credit to them. But after that, there was nothing. Uh, in the attack for Cincinnati, they were all on their back. They were in their back on their back heels all game long. They were just holding on. It felt like they were holding on for dear life all all night. And uh, and the the theme honestly was was uh, was Leal and and Daniel Lovitz down that left side. They were going to, like, continuously down the left hand side, just um, uh, tearing apart Cincinnati from through the midfield and then down the down the left wing, just continuously putting balls in the box, and we just and they just couldn't find a find then a finish. Then comes the banger, and then we the get to the uh, banger. The sixty fourth minute, uh, legend says that it was it was a cross uh, layout. Even I don't care what Ran- <laughs> I don't care what Randall bangers only layout says about this. That was a that was a shot. It was a uh, it was it was a crazy goal because from where uh, I was sitting. It uh, it kind of floated, sitting uh, kind of across the the angle we had. It was it kind of floated like we couldn't tell you know what was going on at first. You know, think okay, let's get another ball back in the box because it's off a corner, and then it just kind of keeper just curls caught, in and caught keep, no man's keeper land. got caught. Yeah, exactly. He got he got kind of got caught off his line a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean it was beautiful. I mean he couldn't have hit that any if he had tried. I don't think he could have <laughs> done that, that sweeter, done yeah. that again. That was. Beautiful, and then there was a, a big double save by Titan, and about twenty minutes later, that, and then, uh, and that was about all she wrote, wasn't it? Oh, Romney hit the bar on a oh, corner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I thought that was that was gonna seal it. It was about yeah. eighty second or so, but so Pong had a header from close range. Oh, well, it was a is a left left volley, left footed volley. Yeah, well, that started the yeah, double it, save. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, he had a header from close range not too long after that. Yeah, really thought. Going to pull it out, but in the end, it's a single point. Uh, not much you can do about it. Just unlucky. But Didn't lose the, at home. The That's performance that that they had was was very encouraging uh, because last year, of course, it was a counterattacking, uh, sit deep, soak in the pressure type of team. And the goals will come. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm the not two goals that it. Cincinnati had. The second one was just Joe Willis. It's it, it happens. Uh, nothing. Uh, the defense could do about that. It was just unlucky that he just kind of his touch kind of let him down. Um, but I mean, two two, get the point and move on. Uh, take away from the performance more than you would take away from the result. Yeah, uh, ignoring all the other amazing goals in MLS. Are you, are you ready to get into Europe a little bit here? Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get into it. I don't. I, don't, so, I think that's all we got so for Nashville. For, yeah, that's about all we got. So first, we're just going to go over the FA Cup semifinals really quickly. So Leicester beat Southampton 1-0. On Sunday. Kind of a slow game. Similar thing in the other one between Chelsea and Man City. Ziyech with the goal. 
I'm not sure what Zach Steffen was doing. Yeah, he off got his line for Timo Werner there. He got caught in no man's land for sure. But no, nothing too much to say about either one of those games. Chelsea played Leicester in the FA Cup final. Yeah, Man City, Manchester City just coming off the uh, no quadruple, the Champions League performance. Just kind of they were eight changes to the side. They've been doing that all year, though. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they I, have the talent to do so. It's just they came out looking up. lethargic. Yeah, it just didn't and, work out for yeah, it. Yeah, and Chelsea were ready. Tuchel had. Tuchel I, had. Uh, I, I love that man, dude. <laughs> Told myself I'd never love another manager after Frank Lampard gets uh, Well, he's been on fire, yeah. and Chelsea's into that's what the fourth FA Cup final in five years. Fourth in five years, second in a row. We don't have to play a European football threatened Arsenal, so should play pretty well. Yeah, Leicester sitting. What are they sitting third in the speaking in the of Premier League? Speaking of North London clubs, <laughs> Spurs just sacked Jose Mourinho. Jose is gone, and for the good of Tottenham, uh, he's out of there. It was quite interesting. We got into December, I believe, and Tottenham were still sitting pretty up, or at least near the top of the table. Um, and there was conversation, I remember, uh, hey, could Tottenham actually do this? Could Jose pull one last miracle um, just out of his yeah. out of his side? And then it all kind of went downhill. Guillaume Belage, who works for BBC, uh, he tweeted out today that, uh, and I quote, Daniel Levy needed a name to shine for the Amazon cameras. Plus, he understood that it was the end of the cycle. Mourinho was the name without enough thinking about the process, the squad he had, and consequence. Today is the consequence. Um, kind of weird to do this, you know, what, two weeks before a cup final? A week before a cup final? Yeah. Like, new manager boost is always a thing, and so I, maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know, but, uh, it, you know, it was widely reported for a long time that it would have cost them 25, 30 million pounds to sack Mourinho. We'll get into, we'll get into why they have that kind of money now. Yeah, well, when you make... The uh, a player that is uh, perpetually happy and smiling Show when he is looking sad after after a, after a game. They're down uh, seventh. That's when you know it's bad because Son, after uh, about a week or so ago, he just looked distraught, and that's something you never see. So when Tottenham, when they were, they just didn't look like they were. It looked like everything was forced. Um, Obviously, Harry Kane, uh, ankle injury, but as mu- as much as I as, as much as I dislike Spurs, I I really think them sacking Mauricio Pochettino has set them back probably a decade in terms of. It's possible. Let's just assume that that the Super League doesn't happen. They're probably back to where they were before they signed Pochettino in terms of like the, how they can compete. Yeah. In England and in Europe. Yeah. Given that Harry Kane wants to leave now because he's not winning trophies, that probably takes out Hume and Son. Well, Dele Alli's good. Yeah, deal. he's Kane deserves to want to leave. Uh, he deserves better. Uh, and I mean, it. There's like, a there's you, a thing with like with managers. You know, you can kind of go stale on your players when you've had. How do you for, go stale in eighteen months? When you've had them, well, with Pochettino, when he's no, like, I mean, for five Mourinho, years, how do you go stale? I have no idea. But it's not. It's not like it's not like Tottenham were doing that bad when they sacked him. Like they were in what, like, like it, it was what, like ten games into the season, and they were in like eighth with Pochettino. Okay. Yeah, you got twenty eight games. 
It's and a world class manager you just sacked. He took Tottenham to the Champions League final. Just Matt, just pause and think about that sentence for a second. Think they about were... the fact that this man just beat Bayern Munich in a two legged semi final with PSG. Now, granted, it's PSG, but Pochettino's a world class manager. Yeah, it's you got you got to recognize what you got. The conversation going around when when that thought was going through people's heads were or when he was eventually sacked was he's had these guys for five years and it just looks like he's wearing on them. You know, the same it's not working exactly the same as it used to. And I don't know. I mean, you, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but that is. But, it's a tough but, break. I mean, at the same time, it's not it's not Pochettino's fault that they bottled the title three years in a row. <laughs> Out of of all team, when Leicester won in fifteen sixteen, that Tottenham was they finished second the they next were second. year to Chelsea as well. Yeah, so, back so to the, back. They, they bottled the league twice in a row. They oh, made the man. Champions League final two years later. They're doing well in the league. You make Europa League with Mourinho. And then he gets knocked out of Europa League by Dinamo Zagreb, dude. Yeah, it's not at Tottenham. I probably have more money in my bank account than Dinamo Zagreb. <laughs> uh, okay, so Jose's gone. Uh, obviously, it's a positive for Tottenham, but just a net big negative since Pochettino, uh, especially he's got Pish in the semifinals of the Champions League, which is uh, is will. Talk about that. The uh, the matchups. It's the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth is the first first leg of the Champions League semi final. Uh, it is, I think it's uh, Real and yeah, Chelsea and Real Madrid and uh, PSG City. Yeah. So assuming those games happen, assuming they happen, a lot um, has happened over the past twenty four so hours. So I would not. Let's be surprised. just let's jump into it. I guess. So yesterday. Uh, 12 of Europe's biggest clubs came together and decided that they don't want to play games with UEFA anymore. And they just formed their own European Super League. Uh, I can give you a quick explanation of what that means for, like, in terms of the format. It's not very super. Yeah. It is, but not for... There will be 20 participating clubs with 15 founders. The 12 uh, clubs who are already in it are uh, Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham Hotspur, Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, AC Milan, Inter Milan, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, Juventus, and Barcelona. So they're expecting three more teams to join, but they haven't gotten any. PSG and basically the rest of Ligue 1 said they don't want any part in it. The big three clubs in Germany, uh, Bayern, Dortmund, and I'm honestly shocked, Leipzig. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Like who were like when you hear about the kind of money that we're talking about four hundred million pounds a season or four hundred million euros a season just for being in the competition, five hundred for winning it. You're telling me Red Bull turns that ca- that kind of money down? <laughs> I could open three more farm clubs in eight countries. That's how you know it's not. That's that's kind of one telling sign is when you know it's not when it's not exactly a great idea when you're doing it. The cash grab and the cash grabbing club doesn't even. So the fifteen founders, the big big thing about this, and why I have a huge problem with it, I'm sure it's why you have a huge problem with it, it's why everybody on social media has a huge problem with it. That the fifteen founding clubs cannot be relegated from the European Super League. Nope, it's a closed system like American sports. Um, which we could go on a whole nother rant about American sports. That we can say we can save we can save what's wrong with <laughs> with the U.S. soccer system for another episode. 
We're just sticking with Europe. So, if it, like the there will be midweek fixtures with all participating clubs continuing to compete in their respective national leagues or not because of what UEFA and the various FAs have said. Uh, in August, start with clubs participating in two groups of 10, playing home and away fixtures with the top three in each group, automatically qualifying for the quarterfinals. Teams finishing fourth and fifth will then compete in a two-legged playoff for the remaining quarterfinal positions. A two-leg knockout format will be used to reach the final from there on at the end of May, which will be staged as a single fixture, and then a women's league will also be uh, created. But there's a lot wrong with this. Um so on Twitter, there's America, big American, uh, well, not even big, just American TV and sports personalities, you know, that don't really keep up with Pat European football and Pat history McAfee. and everything. Um, dude made me so mad yesterday. He's like, he's like, I read the website. It sounds amazing, dude. Like, if to you an American who doesn't keep up with European football and the history and tradition and everything of that nature, um, and why fans like us even care about uh, European football and, and the teams over there, uh, this kind of goes against everything uh, that we root for. It, it goes against, like, the... The whole concept of... The sport. Gary, yeah. Gary Neville said, you know, like, like it's, it's just against... It's, it's a criminal act against the fans, and you're seeing responses from the fans today. You've got Liverpool supporters groups pulling banners out of the cop, You've got you've got Chelsea supporters groups pulling banners out of the shed. Uh, it's still no word on the Matthew Harding end. It's still no word on City, but City are trying to do things. Yeah, it's, um, and and we're in America. We're in the United States. We're not in Europe. And even we can see and kind of feel the the uh, the ramifications of this. And not even we don't even know all of the ramifications of this. What it could be, uh, but just why. Understanding why the fans in Europe are so upset, you know, we understand a little bit, but the people that live over there that grow up with this, that that uh, that are born and raised in this kind of tradition and and everything like that, it's it goes against everything that they uh, that they were kind of kind of grew up on. Like Liverpool, you'll never walk alone, and then. And, you know, yeah. the clubs that are born out of... Workers. Know, like, you, the, you have so exactly. many of these clubs that were born in the working class. And and I don't remember which side it was. I think it was an Italian side that, that put up the TIFO, you know, created by the poor, stolen mm-hmm. by the rich. Yep. That's uh, a picture that I've seen been going around everywhere that under every reply to anything Super League related, that's so, that's that's the most. And it, it's true, though. Just it to put is. the names out there of the reported driving forces... You have you have you have the four uh, you have the um, American owners of four of the big six in England, which which, the, which completely explains the yeah why these clubs are at the forefront. Like if you think of the clubs themselves, it's like Arsenal, like we're sitting ninth in the Premier League since Wenger was sacked, been just mediocre, not, not even not even, even mid table, not not no nowhere near deserving of playing in a league that uh, hosts the top teams in Europe. Like Arsenal haven't touched Champions League football in what four or five years. Ex- yeah, Stan no. Kroenke thinks they're going to compete with Barcelona. He thinks they're going to compete with Juve, well, Real Madrid. Well, his I, that's what, what I'm saying. The American American based owners and and everything. They, they there, there was there was a quote on Sky that I heard this morning. Uh, it, it was uh, several of these American owners were being told still cannot understand why we have relegation and promotion in English football. They just can't get their heads around the concept. 
and then a board member from an unknown Big Six club. I'm sure it's one of the four owned by Americans, and that would be Liverpool, United, uh, Spurs, and Arsenal. Uh, The quote is as follows. Our primary job is to maximize our revenues and profits. The wider good of the game is a secondary concern. And that's um, that's that just kind of encapsulates the whole the whole problem when you're taking away when you're taking away tradition in in European football the way it is used and entrenched in these in these clubs' histories and everything. Like I've got like these, Am- these American owners are coming in trampling on. They think oh the American system is. The American sports system is is the best, and it's the way that it needs to go. Uh, you know, we make so much money doing this, this, and this. Obviously, uh, Stan Cranky is yeah. So to give you the names of the people, you should be mad at. Yeah. Okay. So with, with the English clubs, you have the Glazers, who own Manchester United, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have Stan Cranky, who owns Arsenal, and obviously the Rams. You have. Uh, Daniel Levy, who um, not the Sports Center host. No, Dan- Daniel Levy, who owns Tottenham Hotspur, and you have FSG, who owns the Red Sox and Liverpool, uh, as well as you have Florentino Perez, was also a driving factor in this. He's president of Real Madrid and now chairman of the European Super League. You also have probably, probably, and I'll explain why. I'm about to call him this. Probably the biggest snake in this story, Andrea Agnelli, who is the president of Juventus and until yesterday was president of the European Club Association, which represents 250-some-odd clubs in negotiations with UEFA. And this man agreed to terms, a compromise on the Swiss model of the Champions League, which I'm sure you can explain better than I can. So they agreed to terms on a compromise of this change to the Champions League. On Friday, knowing what they were going Two to days do later. on Sunday, <laughs> like oh, it, man. It, it's just insane. Like I've got no problem with money being in this sport. I support an oil money club. <laughs> like I, I've got, I've got no problem with money being in this sport. It, it's when you devalue, like what, what, what do you say to 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 the Leicesters of the world that win the league? There will never be another Leicester City. Again, well, one that matters. There won't be – it won't mean anything. Right. You know, that, that's what's so great about the way it is right now is you have to earn your place. Like, you know, Leicester win the league in 2015-16. They take a couple of years where they're not that great. They finish like 12th, 9th. You win the league. You make the Champions League. The Champions League for uh, – Monaco and, and Porto <laughs> played in a Champions League final. I think people forget that. They think that – you know, it's, it's always just Real Madrid and Barcelona. No team before Real Madrid's 3 had ever defended a Champions League title. You want to talk about parity? It doesn't get much more parity well, than that. No one's ever yeah, defended a title? It, 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 the Champions League is, is weird, and and it, it goes chalk a lot. Um, it goes chalk, but, but like, but what, you very rarely see the same team exactly. in yeah. finals... And in semifinals, those Real teams were special. They were spearheaded by. They're, they're the exception. Yeah, not every, the rule. When when you go back and kind of pay attention to what they were doing, um, and just who they had on that team, and <laughs> but like you got Leicester and like West Ham. Insane. Yeah, they're 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 in third and fourth right now. Champions League is is a huge revenue source for these 
for these. What do you say to the to the to the to the you know the Dinamo Zagrebs? The I, I remember uh, when FC Midtjylland right qualified through the Champions League qualifiers. Which uh, w- when we get into the Swiss model, I'll explain things that could be better in that. But FC Midtjylland, you know, that's roundabouts twenty million dollars for qualifying for the group stage, and you know they talked to the coach after the win, and he and you know they asked him like, you know, what what does this money mean for your club? You know, it's a small club in Denmark. They've got no business competing with you know Real Madrid, right? But they're well, given that opportunity. Yeah, he they get the twenty million dollars. He said the first thing the club president told me after we qualified was that we're going to get nets put around the training pitch so that we don't have to go shag balls anymore. <laughs> like, the, the the money matters to these small clubs. Like, a lot of them can't survive without And these it. small clubs won't be in the Super League is is kind of the whole point here. The like, Yeah, who, who are those five spots going to go to? Th- the Super League is great for... It's great the, for the founders and for the no founders one else. and no one else because the founders get paid their guaranteed spots. Four hundred million euros a season for just being in there. It's great financially for these clubs. It's it's wonderful. It's a great it's great for these thirty some odd clubs that have a that, chance of qualifying. That have a chance that the fifteen founders, like that so so they'll get the four hundred million for competing. If they pull off a win, like they win the, the European Super League, they get another five hundred million. You don't euros. even have to be good to, to as put a in, founder. You just have to. You, you just have, have to, to be a founder, and you'll earn four hundred million Euros. every single year. Just to give you an idea of like of like the the how much money that is for just for participating in the Premier League every season, you get around about one hundred and sixty million pounds. And then it's based on one hundred and ten million if you win the Champions League, right? Then you get it's based on your uh, finish in the Premier League and everything, but that's yeah. But we're talking right. You get more money as Arsenal, like uh, four times as much. Let's just put around the three. Let's just put the put, like assuming they're allowed to compete in the Premier League for a second, they get more money for for probably let's be honest here, finishing tenth in their group. Yeah. Than they would for winning the Champions League and the Premier League in the same season. It's insane. It's it's uh, it's greed. It, it it it's it's bad for. It's just not. And I hope that and FIFA came out. The literally the only good thing they've ever done. It feels like, said hey, any player that participates in this competition will not be allowed to play in international competition. There will be no be no. Uh, now, Christian Pulisic for the national league. playing for the United States in the World Cup or uh, any other international uh, competitions, and and I I wonder if you know it, I don't know if that's enough. It, I don't know if that's enough to as much as so. So there was a report yesterday. It was from Madrid Zone, which was putting out a lot of fake news yesterday. But I, I feel it's worth mentioning that there was a report from them. That said that any club that comes back to their domestic league would be instantly relegated to the fifth tier. So, imagine so ima- like gonna, like as in I'm gonna paint leaves two, the Super League. Yeah, if they leave back. the Super League, they would go to the fifth tier. Mm. So I'm gonna paint two scenarios for you. Okay, you're Joanne Laporta. You're the president of Barcelona. You've done all this work in the past year, convincing Lionel Messi to stay beyond this season, right? 
you you convince them that like okay here here's the here's the financial aspects of what I'm going to do. We're going to be competing in the Champions League again. We're not going to get knocked out in the round of 16. So now not only do you have to tell him that you can't compete in the Champions League anymore. You can't compete in La Liga anymore. You can't compete in the Copa del Rey, the Super Copa de España. And you and the you, Copa del Rey, you saw how much it meant to him and Barcelona winning a trophy this year. Not winning, only winning that, that game, it, it like it those competitions still mean something. It's not the FA Cup and the and the the domestic cup tournaments. They don't mean nothing to these clubs and players. They just so, don't. So not only that. But you have to go and tell Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi, that he cannot go to the World Cup in, in a year and a half's time and take his last, probably his last shot at lifting a World Cup for Argentina, something he's always idolized Diego Maradona for doing. Something that you, eats you're gonna at tell him every he can't do day. that? You, you're you're going to tell him, he, like, I'm sorry, Leo, you, you, you can't. It you is illegal compete. for you to play for your home country in the World Cup next we're year. We're more concerned about the 400 million euros that we're going to get for existing here than we are about your legacy as a player. Like, we know you're the greatest player of all time. Imagine being... Uh, Andrea Agnelli has to say the same thing to Ronaldo. Imagine being Roman Abramovich or Marina Gronovskaya at Chelsea. You have to go to Mason Mount or Reese James or Tammy Abraham or Callum hudson who have been in this club since they were eight years old. Like Mason Mount, you have to go tell him, like, look, you can't, you can't, you can't captain England like, like you probably will in the future. You'll never be able to get a cup tie against Portsmouth and go home and play in front of your family. All you can do is play for us. Now, I think there might be an out for the players in this, like in their contract, so they don't have to make actual like money transfers. So a lot of them probably have competition incentives and clauses in their contracts. Who's to say that the comp- the contract is still valid if they're not if the club isn't competing? they aren't in those competitions. Yeah, if they aren't in those competitions. Like you could you could probably skirt around the Champions League one by saying any European competition. But like yeah. the domestic ones? You're gonna tell me you're gonna tell me the contract's still valid when like they have a bonus. There could be a little. little they have a, they have a contract extension yeah. if they win the Premier League. Well, they're not in the Premier League. They're not allowed to play in the Premier League. It, yeah, it, it, it's there's it's a mess. It's like you're screwing over. Like there, Chelsea has been around for 115 years. I don't, I don't remember the the founder date of Arsenal, but Chelsea's been around since 1905. There are generations of people in West London that lived and died by that club. And you're going to sell them out for some TV money? 1886. Yeah. Arsenal. So, 1886. Since 1886, 22 years after Queen the American Victoria was still alive, Civil dude. War, 22 years after the American Civil War, Arsenal was founded. That's how long that's how long ago it was. That's what a hundred and almost a hundred and forty years. You're gonna tell a hundred. You're gonna tell generations of North Londoners that hey, sorry, like you guys mean a lot to us, but you know what means more to us? Like we're gonna trade. You're gonna trade the faces in your stands for the faces on those bills. Yeah, it's, it's insane, dude. And it's the American system. It it works for well it. For okay, let's take the NFL for example. It's functioning like it's supposed to. It works the way it was intended to. 
But uh, that doesn't mean it's the best a good way. system. For the NF for certain leagues, the way they're set up and the way things uh, the way we have the college system set up, it works. It's the best one that we have for now in the United States. For football, or for American football, sorry. Uh, and for the because of the collegiate aspect of this, collegiate athletics aspect, the Super League idea, which, like we've said, comes from American Sports League uh, roots, I guess. It works for the United States because of the collegiate system, which there's a lot there that that, uh, that we could talk about at any other time. Um, but in Europe, it's it's not it's not it's not, not like that. that. It's, they've had this are, system in place for 150. years. There are over 100. There are twenty. There are fifteen 20, clubs. Tw- oh, I'm sorry, thirty 12, tiers. Twelve clubs have gotten together and essentially killed off hundreds. Yeah, and just in England alone, there are, I think there is twenty, twenty-seven tiers. There's, of, I know there's ten official, and then you have a bunch of like Sunday leagues. Right. Below yeah. So the UEFA president released a statement uh, laying into Ed Woodward, who's the chairman of Manchester United. Um, I believe he's also American and worked for J.P. Morgan, or worked for J.P. Morgan, who were financing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the UEFA president said, and I quote, If I start with Ed Woodward, he called me last Thursday evening saying he's very satisfied with and fully supports the reforms to the Champions League, which we'll get into in a second. The only thing he wanted to talk about was financial fair play when obviously he had signed something else. And then he also said Andrea Agnelli, who of course is the UEFA president, as I mentioned earlier, is the biggest disappointment of all. I've never seen a person that would lie so many times so persistently as he did. It's unbelievable. We didn't know we had snakes so close to us. Now we know. Let me get this. Let me let me let me just preface yeah, this. Yeah. I do not. I I am not a shell for UEFA and FIFA. I think it's rich that FIFA wants to not support the U the European Super League or the idea of one because they don't have control over it when they're actively pushing for super leagues in North America and Africa. I think it's. I think Gianni Infantino is saying the same, saying or talking about doing the same things in broad daylight that we had Seth Blatter and Michelle Platini arrested four or five years ago. FIFA is corrupt as ever, dude. Like, I don't support them whatsoever. No, I just think, and, and the Swiss model isn't a great one. No, it's not even the best. The best way they could have done this, either. But the Swiss model is infinitely better than this. Yeah, I, I would take the I would take the Swiss model for a hundred years over five years of this. Yeah. Okay. So these Champions League uh, reforms. Do you want to kind of go into some of that? Uh, so, off the top of my head, I know for a fact there will be thirty six slots instead of thirty two. It'll be one big league instead of groups. Mm-hmm. Um. The the remaining spots will be reserved for quote unquote elite teams, which when I heard that it was like it's so like that's the super I thought league. that it's we say were... it's a similar thing to the Super League founders <laughs> who can't be relegated. So like it, it's based on their club coefficient, which is just performance in European competitions. So if you have an idea of who would qualify out of England for that, uh, which coefficient honestly spot, reminded me of Liga MX in a way, the way they do their uh, promotion relegation, promotion where, relegation where you have to apply they... for it. Yeah, and where you look at the past, not just the past season, where you look at multiple past seasons. And I don't, 
Yeah, so so Liverpool, who sit in seventh right now, would qualify for the Champions League due to due to winning it a couple winning years it two ago, years ago uh, and making the quarterfinals last year, this um, year too, and this year. Yep, and it's I don't know. There's a lot. It's unfortunate to say the very least, uh, because I think. The way the way it's set up, it, it's they're still thinking in. Okay, so we get four hundred million euros. Every is four hundred million euros just worth for, just no for existing? Is worth is that worth no fans? They're I think they're thinking it. Of course not. And I think they're thinking. Now don't get me wrong. People will still watch. Oh, the TV neutrals will watch will. just for the, just for the name recognition of seeing Manchester United play Barcelona, and they need the football too. You can't like, you can't expect them not to. No, but I'm being dead serious when I say this. Chelsea and Manchester City reportedly were the last two to join, and they didn't need the money. They just felt like they would be left behind. So, if Chelsea do not back out of this, I will not watch a second of Chelsea games. Next season, I will not buy a single jersey. I will not give any more money to the club. The only group involved with the club that I'll give money to will be the Chelsea Supporters Trust, who have come out in condemnation Objection. of this. Yeah. The I, I know I mentioned earlier they've pulled the banners out of the shed end. Yeah. Those banners, like some of those banners, have been there for twenty something years. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact the Drogba legend one has been there since uh, he originally left in 2011-12. Yeah, the captain leader legend has been there since like two, since Mourinho first got hired in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a big thing for that to happen. It's a big thing for it to happen in the in the cop end at Liverpool too. Yep. Mm-hmm. The cop. They're already removing banners from the cop. Banners from the cop end, which that's huge. Is the one of the most storied ends in Europe, honestly. Um, Liverpool, famous for European nights. Anfield is famous for European nights. And they went out uh, to Real Madrid and kind of, you know, uh, not great uh, fashion. They just kind of set, just kind of died out. Uh, Real Madrid played very well. Um, but... It's 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 usually a place. Obviously, the Barcelona comeback uh, that that night, the four nil win after That's some of the losing three nil sporting event I've ever seen at the new camp is, is 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 insane. And and there's always with Liverpool, there's always you know, you know they'll they'll do the you're not you'll never walk alone. They have you the, just left the fans on the right. street. The away leg, you know they can. You know, as long as they are within reasonable shouting distance, on, you always feel that the Anfield leg, can will them. Anfield, it feels like can will them to a victory. It and feels like they're the always going to be the there. Street. It's you know, it always feels like Liverpool. If they get one, they get one early. The the Anfield is the good. cop will get going. The Anfield is good for at least one goal. When everything's normal, they're good for at least one goal at home, and once they get that first one early, it the walls start shrinking in on the away 
uh, players, and it's been it's been quoted that way. It's been said uh, away uh, visiting uh, teams and supporters, even and players, especially. They acknowledge, dude. I would how special love to go to the column. How special I'd love to go to Anfield for that. Anfield is exactly. But like you've got you've got owners like Levy. You've got owners like Crunky. Bro, you can't even put together a squad that can compete with Fulham. And you think you're you think barely needed in in catch a goal at the death. The to Spurs save lose that. to Brighton. You you put together that kind of squad and you think you're going to compete with Barcelona, Real Madrid, Chelsea, and Juventus? Are you joking? I don't care how much money pours into this dude. If you can't build a squad because everyone now, else is getting the money too, that's the thing. If you, you can't think, build that squad now, what right. makes you think you're going to be able to build a squad then? Yeah, you have. You get the four hundred million, but so does everyone else in the competition. Like it's not like, like you're getting. It's, it's an not extra like you're getting money. richer than them, right? You're Stan, still going to be behind. Three, I guarantee you, three hundred million, and that'll go straight into Stan Kroenke's pocket. Oh, it, we already hate him. <laughs> Stan Kroenke has literally caused the dude to kill himself. Like all, he bought the land. He bought a. He bought like uh, like a ton of land by a lake or something like that. And a dude's house was on it. He, like he couldn't afford to move. So I mean, he sadly killed himself. Like his wife said, the first line of this man's suicide note was, "Stan took my home." Yep. This and man is a movie villain, dude. <laughs> he, Arsenal supporters, the Gunners already. We already hate. I was watching AFTV last night. Oh my goodness, <laughs> we are... have had problems with him for as long as he has been in ownership uh, and in buying power in terms of being able to uh, put the money forth for transfers and the like, uh, the extra money. And and he and it's been obvious he doesn't really he doesn't care. care. He doesn't. Um, it's, this, his, it's a toy. The driving force behind him being the driving force for this uh, creation has been a joke. Purely, purely the cash, and uh, it's sad. He cares. He cares a lot more about the Rams. You think? You think Stan Kroenke would build Arsenal and New Emirates? No. No, of course not. No, you say he's not dumping a billion dollars into North London. No. He's gonna take. He moved him from St. Louis to L.A. for the money. Like even Robbie was talking. AFCB Robbie was talking about that last night. He was like, "We went there. We went uh, for the international champions cup. Uh, they had a game in Arsenal. Had a game in St. Louis. And uh, he said he said they were talking to people out there, and and was talking about how Cronky is similar to what they were doing with UEFA, where Cronky was talking to St. Louis like he wanted to build a new stadium. He wanted to keep the Rams in St. Louis." He While just, he knew what he was doing. And he just yanks him out of St. Louis for really no reason. Uh, no valid reason, at least, other than, hey, get more money in L.A. It's a matter of time before, before one of these owners tries to move a club. You think I, MK, can't, even, I can't even imagine. You think imagine they hate MK Dons over there? Wait, wait till one of these owners moves a big six club. You think Leipzig's hated in Germany? For for being oh and they are Red Bull club. oh and they are wait dude like I don't get it dude Roman Roman Abramovich at Chelsea and Sheikh Mansour at City you do not need the money and like the reports where they were afraid of uh, their revenues in a weekend Premier League and a weekend Champions League okay Bayern PSG Dortmund and Leipzig are still going to be in the Champions League 
you have you have plenty of good clubs still in the Premier League. You got City in the Premier League with you. If the you, more if you clubs stay. that are opposed to this, how the, much weaker? How much weaker are those competitions really? The more likely that you seen United do it, anything in the Champions it would League fall recently? apart. And that's what I don't. You seen Tottenham in the Champions League recently? You seen Arsenal? You seen Champions Arsenal in the Champions League recently? <laughs> the more you seen Barcelona do anything in the Champions League recently? You see Atletico do anything in the Champions League recently? No. You seen I mean, Inter? Inter? Inter finished fourth in the Champions League group. Barely survived. They finished below Shakhtar. You seen AC Milan do anything in the Champions League recently? How much weaker are these competitions really without these clubs? It's just the names, and I think that the if. I think if City and Chelsea both had, if they had, both had stayed, stood their the ground, the Premier League isn't that much weaker. No, and I think if they both stood their ground, I think that makes it a little, a little more dicey. I for will the say, Super I think founder clubs, I guess, the so, people that are over it, I don't know. So it doesn't surprise me that PSG didn't. I know it surprised a lot of people that PSG didn't join. Do they have an interest in taking whatever side FIFA takes on this, given that you know you you have. Where they get we'll just money. call them connections and ownership. With <laughs> Qatar owns PSG, basically. And Qatar is hosting the World Cup in a year. They kind of have an interest in, in taking whatever side FIFA takes. But, like, w- without those clubs, without any other clubs to join, who, who's going to join out of Liga? Who's going to join out of the Bundesliga? Like, you, But no one's joining out of the Bundesliga. Yeah, exactly. The way Germany runs, Hopefully, the way Germany is... And the way the Bundesliga is ran, and the way uh, the way things go over there, no the Bundesliga one rule. right. Yeah, no Bundesliga club is joining uh, is joining the Super League permanently. Bayern and Dortmund mentioned each other by name. They said, "You know, we're a hundred percent identical in our positions." Yeah, which uh, you say we'll have Gio Reyna? To take us home, that's about it. <laughs> Hopefully, with 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 no extra clubs pull it, putting in, that means this thing is dead in the water. That's the key. That's the, that's the key to all this. Is that with fifteen, that's even they need the, at least twenty to twenty four to be able to scrape by. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Play with fifteen, play each other three times. Where's the four hundred million coming from, anyways? J.P. Morgan, a law firm. No, they're a bank. Oh. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Morgan, Morgan in, is what I'm thinking So apparently of. they're putting in, um, I think it was around 6 billion euros to start in okay. loans. 3.5 is going to the clubs. And the whole the key to this is the uh, the TV contracts are up in two and a half, three years before 2024. The TV for the Champions League, at least. And, and you, you have the Super League saying, we'll make solidarity payments to all these lower clubs. So that they can survive too. No, you won't. Trickle down economics is not going to work. Trickle uh, down, uh, like I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. <laughs> the English soccer, well, soccer in general, but English especially, is the only place where trickle down economics seems to work. It's something like four hundred million pounds goes like goes down mm-hmm. from Premier League money. To, to lower league clubs. Now, most of that is going to clubs that are relegated from the Premier League and parachute payments, but, but like, yeah. it's beside the point. Or winning the playoff. <laughs> the, the money still ends up in the lower divisions right. at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you, if there's ever a time 
for you to get into grassroots and not league football? Start right now. Right now. Like today. Like go go find your like just pick one. It, it might be <laughs> the UPSL guy and me. Go find a club near you. It doesn't have to be, you know, uh, a, a USL club in the US. It doesn't have to be a, a championship or League One club in England. Like you can you can go find your local Sunday league team. Get to know the people there. You you like it, it's so fulfilling, like feeling like you're a part of the club as opposed to like an outsider. The way I feel, the way I feel, feel. With, with Chelsea, and I'm yeah. sure the way you feel with Arsenal after this is, I feel like a customer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't feel like a supporter. Like no, of course not. So we have this morning. Uh, as you know, some quotes. Boris, Boris Johnson, UK Prime Minister, said he's going to do anything he can. I don't really know what that means. No, let me. I, I guarantee you, he's just saying that to pull neutrals who generally don't like the Tories. Yep. But uh, hey, Liverpool, you know Liverpool fans are hanging up R.I.P. L.F.C. banners uh, outside Anfield. Um, did I did I say the quote from the Big Six board member earlier? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're already taking down the banners and flags uh, that are inside Anfield at the cop end, more specifically. Um, so I, I missed a quote from the UEFA president. Okay. He said, uh, and I quote, these are so-called big clubs. It is clear that the big clubs of today were not always big clubs. Juventus were in Serie B mm-hmm. 10 years ago because of the uh, yeah. Calci Poly mm-hmm. scandal. Uh, Man United before Sir Alex Ferguson was I don't know where... They, they were still winning things in England with Busby. But before Busby, they were nothing. Right. We will do the sanctions we can do within the law. So. We might need to might there, well just there, go ahead and change the law at this point. That I mean, board if member I mentioned earlier, he said it's not civil war. They're calling it nuclear war. I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, this is... And I don't even think we're being... We're exaggerating when... This the fate of of world football is in the balance. Uh, yeah, in the next couple months or weeks, even I don't know how fast this is going to move because like, the way things have progressed through the past twenty four hours, you know, you wake up, you're hoping Martinelli's going to start for Arsenal against Fulham. That's the biggest He's not worry. Premier League. That's the biggest worry for for me at least yesterday, and then and then as the day goes on, you get this news, and and it's it's like for it some progresses people, so this fast. Is literally, all they have. Exactly. Like, rest in peace, our AFTV Claude. But I remember him talking mm-hmm. and being like, and, and talking about like, like you know, he's lost a lot in his life, and and Arsenal was was really the only thing that was there for him for a while. Yeah. And I, I can't help but wonder like what kind of impact this will have on people's mental health. When, when a team or when a club makes their way to the Premier League, it's special. It's something that their fans will never let go of that moment, especially the, the the playoff finals, the way they mean so much to you know the the club supporters, the club itself, the players. That is one of the biggest stages in all of England and kind of really uh, club football in general is the tier below the Premier League. The playoff. Rio Ferdinand said yesterday, like there is as much excitement at the bottom of the Premier League table and seeing who might go down as there is at the top. 
Exactly. And that's, and that's, I think, that's one of the big things with the American sports system is if you're bad, you're bad and no one cares. Like who wants and to? you stop watching, uh, like an NBA, Minnesota is, is absolutely terrible. You're not watching Minnesota unless you want to see Anthony Edwards try and dunk on somebody. Like there's no reason to watch anybody or care really. Like, because you know they're going to be yeah. bad and, and get a high draft pick. And I think – and and there's no incentive for anyone to keep playing. Like how many how many high draft picks have the Jaguars gotten in recent years? Have they improved their team? Okay, let's, let's put 2017 aside. Have they really improved their team at all in that time? Every good asset they had in 2017? Just because, and I I think this is an apt comparison here. Um, Not the Jaguars specifically, but they can be used as well. In the NFL, there's free agency. Uh, In the NBA as well, there's free agency. Um, And this is the closest you can come to to replicating the transfer market in, in world football. Right. That free agency in these American sports is the closest that an American league that isn't the MLS can come to to replicating what goes on worldwide in uh, in the footballing or soccer world. Um, so, Ender Herrera. Teams that overspend all the time, there's no guarantee that they're going to be. Yeah, that so. That they're going to be good. So, when you have. Just because you buy. You're not guaranteed th- profit, dude. Exactly. Like it, it's, it's like Stan Kroenke came over, and you know he buys Arsenal at a time. They're doing really well. Yep. Uh, they they kind of lose their steam a little bit. The the power balance seems to shift. Now it's Leicester who are coming into the top. And and Stan Kroenke's like, what are you talking about? That's not how we do it over here. You know, you lose, you get rewarded over here. Right. You lose the like. There's no there's no damage to your profit margins over here. Mm-hmm. You, like I don't have to worry about going bankrupt over here. That's not how we do things in the United States. Mm-hmm. But like you, you know, you had you had Erner Herrera from PSG come out and he said, "I fell in love with football of the fans, the dream of seeing the club I love to compete with the biggest of them all." He said, "If this European Super League advances, his dreams are over." Mm-hmm. I believe in an improved Champions League, not the rich stealing what the people created, which is the most beautiful sport on the planet. Yep. Yeah, and, so- and that's that's the that's the that's the thing. There, I'll say this that in the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup, Wigan. Winning the FA Winning Cup in the, FA Cup. the same year they get relegated will never happen under a Super League. Exactly. And Porto I, winning a Champions League never going to happen. happen. Nope. Uh, when you have these small clubs that play, even uh, just playing, and we'll just take the FA Cup, for example. It's the easiest example that we got right now, uh, or the quickest one. When you have these small clubs, third tier, third division, fourth division, that are playing these Premier League sides, even hosting sometimes. The, uh, I remember who those are the biggest games of, of those players' careers. You host the Premier League team, you could you could you could fund your team for the whole year. Yeah, you know, like you have you have teams from League One to League Two to the National League to the National League North and South who are furloughing players. They can't pay their bills. They can't keep the lights on. Nope. While while you have you have. Stan Kroenke. Four hundred million going to Arsenal for just existing. Like, you know, you know, people talk about all you need to play the sport is four sticks and a ball. 
Now you need four sticks, a ball, and about and 10 million bucks. Per. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. It's absolute joke. It's crazy because it takes just, you can keep on building off of the things it will take away. Even if, even if all this was just a ploy to get back to the negotiating table with UEFA, who confirmed the Swiss model today, even if all this was just a ploy, the, actual, the idea of what you're talking about is an absolute travesty. Yeah, it's a joke. It's, these clubs need to be punished. I don't know if that means deducting the points. Putting him at the bottom of the league table, like Gary Neville said. Cash. Delegating uh, them. Cash. I don't know. I don't. Forcing forcing owners to sell the team because you sign a contract with the Premier League that says they can do that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know selling. Because like, but it, then you have issues with clubs like Barcelona and Real Madrid, who were quote unquote fan owned, or not fan owned, but you know locally owned by the supporters. I don't know what you do with them. There's a lot. And I don't know if we can even because we can more, talk we about could talk about this for another episodes. another two or two or three hours. Like because you just keep building and there's there's more things that you uncover the longer you talk about it that you just figure that you just kind of put together that oh this this'll be oh, this'll also be gone and this'll be messed up. And it's just it's I, I, I <laughs> There's, I'm sure there's going to be more coming out in the next week or so. The Chelsea Supporters Trust put it perfectly. They said it's the ultimate betrayal of fans. And it really oh, it is. is. It is. Like, it is. You have, you have kids grow up going to these stadiums, watching these teams. Yep. You, you, you have their parents taking them to away days. You, 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 know, you, have, you have these kids going into the academies. You know, you'll like I said, Mason Mount. You know, he he watched John Terry and Frank Lampard mm-hmm. walk past him every week. He watched him lift Premier League trophies. Watch him lift the Champions League trophy. Yeah. You're gonna tell him he can't. He like you know he's envisioned lifting these trophies for it means, it his means, entire adolescent life. You think you went on loan to Derby and Vitesse for nothing? Yeah. It means it means so much more over there than it even does over here. And we, as you can tell, we care a lot about it. So you can just imagine how. If how you the take people nothing else Europe. from this, please get involved with grassroots. Please, like the 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 people involved at the grassroots level are some of the best you're gonna find. Mm-hmm. And they're they're not in it for money. Like it it does cost money to play yep. in certain levels, which I mean that's just how it is here. We could we could talk about that in another episode, yeah. but. For for the most part, it's just people like playing and working and coaching mm-hmm. for for just like because they love the game. Yep. All right, so we're gonna try. We're cut gonna yeah, we're gonna cut the uh, the the Super League talk um, until. I mean, next week we'll probably have next week we'll probably have this uh, even more news. Exactly. On it. So, circling back to local, finally, uh, Nashville, uh, Montreal next week, hosting Montreal, and we have. I lost a Twitter bet. I have to show up to that one in a full kit. Four straight uh, home games to start the season. Yeah. Um, with the one. All right. Let's see here. Uh, April 24th, this Saturday. At 1 uh, o'clock. 1 p.m. Central Time. Uh, hosting Montreal. Montreal. Uh, Club, I'm, I'm going to call them. I hate the rebrand, so I'm just going to keep calling them Montreal Impact. That's fair. Uh, so, Montreal, obviously. 
Uh, Nashville. Still called Montreal Impact on Google. (laughs) Nashville drew two two as we stated. Montreal came out fire. Montreal put four on Toronto. Uh, Like that's Toronto that won MLS Cup two years ago. Montreal four two Toronto FC. Uh, It'll. After that, we we're gonna need to come out. New England, I believe. Yeah, uh, they no, played uh, Miami. Miami, who yeah. blew the game against LA. Uh, Chicharito showed Bottle up. Bottle FC. Bottle Chicharito FC. showed up against uh, down there, Miami. It's about time. Scored uh, he, two goals. Yeah, the first one very well taken. Then we have New England. After that, they drew two two to Chicago. Picked up a red card, so the, so but you know that suspension will be served. So that's the next. Be, that's the be. next three games for Nashville. I really like our chances. Uh, no U.S. Open Cup this spring, which sucks. Yeah, hopefully they'll get it back up they and running. Said it'll be this summer, but I, I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be tough. Um, so with a point, uh, it's in fifth or fourth, but it, it's one know. game and it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, Montreal Impact next or this coming up Saturday, one p.m. Uh, we will be there. Uh, in, yeah, I have to dress in a full kit. In the fun end, third row of Thank the you, uh, master of <laughs> the supporter section. The yeah. drum beaters. So, 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 think about that. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have twenty thousand people. I'm gonna I probably have two or three thousand people in the supporter section that are all gonna see me in a full kit. Now, granted, a lot of the people that are gonna see me in full kit are also are in the be. Nashville SC <laughs> Twitter group chat that we're in. Right. So, like, I, they all know I'm doing it. Yeah, but. It'll it'll be yeah. fun. Uh, a day game. Uh, I think it'll. If you care about UPSL, uh, Music City SC have a game that night at six o'clock in, at Richard Siegel Park in Murfreesboro against uh, We United FC from Memphis, who set I think fourth from bottom in the table. So could be a lot of goals. Scored right. six last time out. Another clean sheet. League leaders. Up yeah, the, we're gonna up hope the Music City. We're gonna hope for Nashville SC's sake. They are awake on uh, defensively through the first 15 minutes uh, and don't give away two cheap goals like they did against Cincinnati. Uh, but the, like we said uh, so long ago at the beginning, <laughs> this uh, the performance is what we would want to take away yeah. from Nashville instead of the result. Uh, the performance was very promising. Hopefully... The goals will come. They should. Uh, uh, even Even like... On as a sub, I thought CJ Sapong looked pretty good. Sapong was he I saw, was I saw very most active. Of, I saw most of him on the on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he looked pretty I good. love the Lovitz Leal combination on the left hand side. They Alex Muleil killed Cincinnati. I love that dude so much, but like <laughs> the man cannot contribute to goals. He has such a good work rate with it as well. Yeah, he, which is what's he's so everywhere. frustrating about it. He's everywhere, but like. He's everywhere but contributing to goals. I can think of one assist he got last season yeah. against Montreal. Yeah. But. Yeah, Walker Zimmerman also looks 10 years younger. It's uh, not Thierry Henry's Montreal either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Did he end up getting hired at Bournemouth? Or? I don't know. Is he still without a job? To figure that out. Probably without a job. Yeah, I don't know. It's not like he was that good of a coach anyway. Uh, well, we will. See you next Monday. We'll see you next Monday, April the 26th. Support your local. Support local. Uh, hopefully the news we have from the Super League uh, is better. One last uh, word if, on that. I have to say, it, it's really nice 
seeing fans of you know these six clubs who yeah. hate each other. Mm-hmm. In any other in any other uh, circumstance, they they'd be bantering each other on Twitter. Yep, they're all like with with the exception of some idiots who are supporting this and yeah. some neutrals having you know this many fans of those six clubs that hate each other. I think all fans, supported on yeah. one thing. It's insane. I don't know. I, I, I think it. it could. I don't That's know. That's why I fell in love with the sport. Yeah. The fans are fans are what make it great, and hopefully uh, they can make a difference. Uh, if hope to not have to emergency pod anything, hopefully uh, the news is, is solid and, and gets better than what we heard yesterday coming into today. The news today is better just because the fans are taking action. Um, but... If this happens, we're all West Ham supporters. Go Hammers. Up the Lingardino. All right. We will see y'all next. Uh, hopefully Monday. next Monday. If uh, not, yeah, it'll be lower quality recorded on Discord. Hopefully three points to Nashville this weekend against Montreal. Uh, and, yeah.